Daniel Inhart. It's always good to see your face. George, my face is glad that it's being gazed upon by your eyeballs. I, you know, this may be too much to share, but I, <laughs> I, I, do, I do miss being in the same space with you. Your cologne is quite, quite delightful. And, Thank uh, you. and I miss it. Um, I don't really wear much cologne. Maybe I should, I should just, I'll go, I'll buy. Want me <laughs> to send you? Yeah, it won't send be you weird sample. If, you, uh, if you let me just have your cologne and I just spray it on this plant <laughs> right here, right? I just want to borrow it. I'll send it right back. I'll, I'll send the cologne back. I just need just, to spray some stuff. I uh, just need your, your scent close, close by. It is good to be here too, George. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just shows you how much our partnership and friendship is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Well, one day we'll get me back together. We can hug. We can smell each other, and we it, can <laughs> talk about. We can talk about uh, about work in the same room. Yeah. yeah. Or culture. Culture. About how to solve some Humans. of the world's problems. Yeah. Yep. Last episode we talked about some of the challenges. It was I was mm-hmm. a tough one for me. I was a little uncomfortable because. We didn't get to like trying to solve any of those challenges. We just wanted to name it. Yeah. Work makes you realize is, just how painfully difficult humans are. And, and work is. I mean, right. I, mean, I guess work is done by humans mostly until the autonomous world takes over. Mm-hmm. We got some time. We do. Um, yeah, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And most, if not all the things we talked about last week, were not technology related. It was about building technology, but technology is not usually the problem. Right. People are usually the problem. Mm-hmm. And the way people work together and the way that they view each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about it before. It's happening in the world. There's lots of things going on socially right now, mm-hmm. culturally right now. And the way that we view each other is broken. Mm-hmm. Right. That has the exact same issues inside the workplace. And um, so I thought today yep. we'd, we'd take some time and maybe we would um, go back to our framework. Mm-hmm. For those that have been listening to the podcast for a while, know that we're working on a framework, which at some point we'll put a name on it. We haven't mm-hmm. named it yet. But right now um, it's the framework the or framework. the matrix. Oh, that's a That's difference. not, I know. It's yeah, not true. We haven't, uh, we haven't named it the matrix. Right. And, and what we want to do is not say that the framework will solve your problems because it won't. Right. I want that to be very clear. What the framework does do is it suggests that there is an ideal, mm-hmm. which we've been told that only naming the ideal actually is not helpful. Right. Right. Because right now you're just like, ah, perfection. Can't achieve that. Won't try. Right. Which can be extremely frustrating. I mean, if you're working with someone and they describe the ideal, great, awesome, but you've got to bring it down. You've got to bring it down to what are the steps, what, what's the work that we all need to commit to and commit to doing it really well yeah. to get us closer. Yeah. But to li- describe the ideal and then leave and just leave oh, the ideal on the table. That's just not nice. It, it's just not helpful. Um, it just, again, it leads to just sitting too long in the ideal, realizing that it can't happen. And then you end up feeling worse about your current situation. Because typically, if you want someone to come in and help you, you're like, okay, we can get better. But if all that you're left with is the ideal, then you have to go back to your current problems and you're probably even more frustrated yep. about having to go back to trying to solve them. That's right. 
So I think something that you and I have tried really hard to do over the years, over the last 10 years, is try to name things mm-hmm. and try to be intentional about giving ourselves space, giving our team space, giving our clients space to address issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one a good example of that, and we've told the story before, but we, we had a team working for a very large client. The client um, expressed that there was maybe just a, not, not the productivity we were hoping to see. Mm-hmm. We, we, you and I were not on the project. And so we went back and, went in, and the team said, well, there was actually some challenges with the client. And okay, now we can kind of name, there's a tension there. That's, that's, we're not working, we're not collaborating um, in a frictionless way. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And in, instead of just saying, it's your fault, client, oh, and the client saying, well, it's your team, we're paying, you know, I, what we, we immediately did, both sides, both the client and us, mm-hmm. and I'll give you credit, Dan, because you, you navigated this so well, said, you know what we need to do is we need to sit down and, and really name this and, and talk through it and, and, and get better. Close the right. gap. I think we right. talked about that last week. Close the gap. Mm-hmm. And then go, okay, it doesn't mean it's going to be fixed overnight, but how do we get better mm-hmm. so that we can continue to work together because we can do great work, right? but not like this. Right. Yeah. And we even used, I mean, essentially it was one of the disciplines in, that we practice anyways, which is retrospective. Yeah. And so in that you're asking, okay, what's going well? You know, what are shout outs or, you know, high fives do you want to give to uh, whatever individual for what reason, but also what's not going well and how can we change and work better? Um, that takes a lot. It also takes naming kind of the rules of the meeting and guidelines before it starts yeah. of, yeah. you know, check your ego, leave it at the door. Um, be willing to have a posture of I'm here to learn. I know that I do thing. I can do some things really well. Um, but you have to be willing to name the things. What are you doing to contribute to the problem? Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of have to, if you can name that and a mediation session does not have to go wrong. You just have to do so much upfront work to define why we're here. We want to get better. It's not a place to come and point fingers and yeah. yell at people. Yeah. It's a place to come and tell us where you're, you know, let's all agree that, yeah, you're doing great here. Right. Um, and this person's doing great here. I'm doing great here but where are we all contributing to the problem? And if everyone walks in that way, it can become, it can be awkward. It can be a little hard, but it can be very, very productive. Oh man. Cause I just want to get straight to the framework. Cause so many things you said mm. there are, are laced with, with um, either a posture. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to it. A posture, a discipline or a structure. Mm-hmm. And I want to take just two seconds to revisit those because it's been a few episodes since we talked about what postures, disciplines, and structures are. Right. So I want to take a real quick recap of what those are. As a reminder, we believe that you can bucket a lot of the ways that you, you deal with people or deal with the work that you're doing into one of these three buckets. And then there's some subcategories inside of those. Um, we think first, you've got to start with your posture. Mm-hmm. It's your mindset. It's your feelings. It's your, your way of thinking. How are we approaching this right now? 
Right. Um, and there's lots of postures you can have. You can have a posture of control, a posture of fear, a posture of frustration, mm -hmm. um, or you can have a posture of open-mindedness or a posture of being humbly confident or a posture of maybe just trying to practice kindness. Um, and there's a few others that we've kind of narrowed down into. Mm -hmm. um, then there's disciplines. Disciplines are the things that you do. Um, so disciplines maybe is, is the assumption that you're doing these things in repetition, maybe mm -hmm. like a habit or a, um, a routine. Yeah. But also it can just be the stuff that goes on a lot because work involves doing. So I think some disciplines that happen a lot are just meetings, right? Yeah. You just have the yeah. discipline of setting up a meeting for everything. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's really anything that you do with relative consistency. Yes. Because um, yes. the discipline doesn't have to be something you do every morning when you wake up. It could be something that you do once a quarter. Right. You know, the discipline of doing, you know, having a specific type of meeting, um, yep. but it doesn't happen frequently, but there is a consistency of when it does happen. Right. And, and Agile has a bunch of ceremonies like that, whether mm -hmm. it's your scrum standups or your, um, right. your sprint retrospectives, et cetera. Um, but there might be others and your team might work a different way. But some of the disciplines that we think are healthy um, are that you're really trying to create active feedback loops. Mm -hmm. How can you come back in and, and make sure that you're both giving and seeking feedback all right. the time? Right. Um, maybe how are you trying to build deeper relationships? You mm -hmm. know, build trust. Um, or how are you creating space to experiment and ex explore? Right. Um, so these are just a couple of disciplines and maybe we'll, we'll unpack all of them, but those, it's the things that you're doing, like you said, on a regular or mm -hmm. on a, on a, um, some level of frequency. consistency. Yeah. 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 And then finally structures and structures quite transparently has been the one that's been the hardest to define. And people go, I like, I like mindsets and I like doing, mm -hmm. but there's also just these things that are, they're, they're structural, they're underneath their constraints. They are, they affect the way that we do the things right. and even maybe the mindset that we have about stuff. Right. They're solid, um, but they, are, they can be bendable. Yeah. Um, they're the, it's the environment. Uh, really, it's the environment you're walking into of like, if you give me, it's, it's like a job description. Yeah. Honestly. That would be a, a, a very yeah. accurate structure. Yeah, it's like these are the guidelines, the constraints to where I can do my job really well. It's the field mm -hmm. of play. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you think of, if you think of soccer or basketball, there's so much freedom of movement and agility and building, you know, to have your own, you know, way of doing things. You know, athletes, you know, they have flair, they present themselves in a certain way, but they all have the same field of play. Right. <laughs> out of bounds is out of bounds. Right. The, a the foul sun. is a foul. Yeah, uh, right. A, a basketball goal is 10 foot here. It's 10 foot in that gymnasium. There's these structures in place that um, even though I have a lot of freedom, I still have guidelines. I still have something put in place, a rule, so to speak, that constrains my level of creativity. And I think for a, a, for a business or for a, a team, um, those are going to be things like your, your direction or your vision. So that mm -hmm. might be your mission, vision, values, right? Those right. are very structural they give people a direction that the company's heading and yep. why, why they're heading that way. Mm -hmm. um, they are resources and constraints. So what's my budget? What are my timelines? Mm -hmm. um, what kind of a team do we have? Um, right. So teams is another structure. Like not only who's on our team, but how are our teams set up? How big are they? How small are they? Um, yep. How well do they communicate? That kind of stuff. Um, 
and then our tools that we use. So if you're in a, in a, in a factory, it's like, how, how are things machined? If right. you're in a product team, it's what ticketing system am I using or where, uh, what host am I using or et cetera? What framework are we working within? Right. Um, and then I think you can get into maybe just generally skills and mm-hmm. um, capabilities can be mm-hmm. structural in that they're, they don't change quickly. You have mm-hmm. to kind of, you have to work on um, working them out. Right. And that's, yeah, not to say that uh, we are proponents of a fixed mindset. You yes. need to have a growth mindset, but at any given moment, if someone gives you a task and within the next 10 minutes, you're like, I'm going to start accomplishing it. If you don't have that skill there, that is a structure. That's a constraint. Yeah. Now, yeah. of course, maybe over the next one to two years, you could, you know, professional development, learn the new skill. You could even hire someone within a few months, that skill. But at that moment, if you don't have that skill when you need it, that is a structural constraint. That's right. So what we found, and just like any other tool or assessment or framework for that mm-hmm. matter, um, is that it ought to be able to be flexible mm-hmm. to help you think through a lot of things. And what, we, what we we're realizing is that our framework really is a, can be a conversational tool. Mm-hmm. So it can help people to, to be able to address some of the problems that we talked about last week or in our last episode around um, communication, around decision-making, around mm-hmm. um, research and understanding, uh, experimenting, exploring, and doing, you know, um, et cetera, uh, measuring. Um, right. But, but it gives you vocabulary to maybe say, let's look at this with a slightly different perspective. Mm-hmm. And, um, and have an open and safe conversation around how we can get better at any one of these prob- problems that we're trying to solve. Right. Um, the, the framework hopefully does not say, here's what perfection looks like and right. good luck attaining it. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope. Right. It's more about like, I want to work better. I want my team to work better and I need to know how well are we doing. Yeah. And some really helpful guidance on how to get better. Right. And so I think some things that we, we probably won't unpack today just to set the scene is that I don't think we're going to say, here's exactly how you do mm-hmm. each of these things in the framework. We'll unpack right. that later in future episodes and even as we kind of create the framework as a whole. But instead, this is to say, maybe we could uh, mix and match and um, talk about how any one of these things put together would help you to uh, have a more helpful conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, what I want to do real quick is I want to just walk through, kind of go back through these again and talk through what are some of the, what we think the principles inside of each of these buckets are, at least as, as they stand right now. This is not an exhaustive list. We are very much about showing work in progress, which in mm-hmm. some ways is one of our principles. Right. Um, but I'd love to kind of talk to you what those are. And then Dan, I would love to, and you, you mentioned this, and I think it's a great idea. I'd love to do a little exercise where we take any particular topic, maybe one of the challenges we had last week or mm-hmm. something on here, mm-hmm. and we do a random drawing, or maybe you and I kind of like blind point somehow, mm-hmm. and um, let's see if we can mix and match these and uh, see how it informs our conversation. Yeah. Yep. Cool? Yep. Okay. So I want to I want to run through, and I already kind of mentioned some of these, but I want to run through just what we have so far, so you can kind of have in the back of your mind um, the elements that are in play, and then maybe we can do a little experiment with actually trying to play those out. Right. So, um, how about I take postures? Okay. 
you going through disciplines and our wrap up structures? Yep. Okay. So some of the postures that we value here at Crema, and these are kind of maybe not the words that we've always used, but the essence of what we've been trying to say. We might have Crema-isms, and your company should have your isms, your jargon, the, the kind of fun things that you, you make it a part of your culture. But these are, um, these are Crema-isms that we've tried to kind of normalize and then boil down into what we think actually what's make, what makes our culture so great. Um, so those are um, staying open-minded. Mm-hmm. So that, that really valuing other people's perspectives and assuming that they have good intent when they're trying to do their work. Let's right. lead, if we, man, if we could all just lead with some good intent. Whew. You and I have had that conversation before. I think you told me, George, I just wish you would assume that I mean the best. <laughs> okay, I probably should have. <laughs> I wasn't. I think, yeah, I, I like how Pat Lencioni says it too. I think he says, trust in the gap. Yeah. So in the gap of my understanding of like, I don't know why you said that. My perspective is that you meant it this way, like for whatever reason, harm right. or right. whatever. But because I trust you, I'm like, I'm going to trust in that gap. Yeah. I have this gap of understanding of communication. Maybe you haven't been able to talk about it, but I'm in the moment. I'm going to, I'm going to trust within that, which can be super hard. It's so hard. It's so hard because you know, we all have feelings and it's all, it's like, I can't, my feeling that I'm feeling this way is valid, but I don't know if it's the truest feeling because right. again, I don't have all the knowledge in the gap. That's right. Yeah. So assuming people have good intent. So this is really about saying, stay open-minded, walk into a, you know, walk into a meeting and, and be open to what the meeting could unlock. Mm-hmm. Um, humble confidence. We talked, we talked about this. We had a whole episode, I think about humble confidence. Yep. Didn't we? Yeah, I believe so. Um, so I think that, you know, that comes down to two things. One, stand confident that you can actually deliver on something, but also stay humble that you know mm-hmm. you have a lot to learn. You don't know what you don't know yet. So keep it humble. Don't be an arrogant, mm, you know. Mm. Um, it's, a, it's a kid's show, okay? Um, practice kindness. Um, we've had so many conversations around it. It's so much better to be kind than it is to be nice. Because mm-hmm. kind, you can press into hard things when you're being kind. It's not mm-hmm. really, when you're being nice, you don't want to press into the hard things. Right. You just want people to like you. <laughs> so I don't I'm just need gonna... them to like me. I just need them to praise <laughs> me. <Okay. laughs> right. But what that ends up meaning is that you are, you're insincere. You're that's not right. genuine. That's right. So um, we love the book Radical Candor. We mm-hmm. would just say that's, that's in there. That is a kind act when you're being radically candid. Um, fostering safe conversations as psychological safety we talked about before, naming and valuing feelings. I know on a previous episode, we talked about the feelings wheel. We love to know how people are actually feeling. We start a lot of our meetings that way mm-hmm. because it sets the ground for, I want to be kind and I want to make sure I understand where you're, where you're at right now. Right. Um, and then uh, you, lo- you say this a lot and I think it's great. I don't know where it's from, that to be c- clear is to be kind. Is that from something or is that uh, something? one of our friends, Patrick? Yeah, we were just talking one day and he said that, and I'm like, I'm gonna keep that and I'm gonna it's a use good it. One. It's a good one because <laughs> yeah. honestly, that goes back to people want they don't ambiguity is is dangerous, and so how can we be mm-hmm. more accurate? And if we are assuming good t- content uh, intent, all right, so we can be kind. I'm gonna move faster because this will take us forever to get through these. Uh, I just realized that I was like, there's 700. There's a lot of them. Um, Um, So unlocking potential, like how can we think about and have the posture about unlocking the potential of any given circumstance, either Mm -hmm. to work better together or to um, maybe move an idea forward. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the last one um, is seeking discomfort. So 
we talked about it before that it's good to have an adaptive structure, but that means breaking structures sometimes and that hurts and it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But you know what? When you're working out really hard, you got muscle pain all mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. And that's okay because you seek that discomfort to get stronger. And so I right. think that's that's a theme for us. We've said it in a lot of so different ways, but these are yep. these are some postures that we think are important. Right. Um, on the discipline side of thing, one of them, uh, making decisions better. There's a ton you can do here, um, mm. in order to make decisions better. And there's a ton of really good reading out there. Um, but some of the ones that we mentioned last week, when we were actually talking about some of the challenges, um, yeah. around, uh, removing single points of fa failure. So there needs to be cross training. Uh, you can make decisions better if you have the knowledge in the room. And sometimes, and the person doesn't have to be have lead, lead the company what if they're on vacation <laughs> yeah you know yeah. or what if they're sick they're gone you know whatever that looks like um, no i'm sorry Dan, we only foster cultures where people work 100 hour weeks i 52 agree. weeks agree yeah okay. wish our cultures like <laughs> um destroying bottlenecks again that's very similar to uh removing single points of failure um if someone's got way too much work because they just keep on getting responsibility 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 it's time to start replacing yourself distributing yeah decision making authority um, I think the, one of the most helpful is just be as intentional as defining the guidelines of how you're going to make a decision. That's right. That's right. Um, a, so um, Drew at AMI, um, I remember him saying this at a meeting one time, or no, it was on his podcast, um, Building a Better Agency. But when you make decisions, when you walk in the room, say, I'm going to make this decision, um, but I need your help. We're going to make this decision as a yeah. group or yeah. I've already made this decision and, but I want your feedback. Right. So just That's be good. A, as bold to walk in and make sure everyone understands how we're making decisions. That's great. Um, having frequency of feedback, a culture of um, not only just feedback in general, but frequent often um, giving feedback as quickly as you know, you're in a meeting, you walk out in the hall. Hey, I wanted to let you know that what you said right there, that was really, really good. That was super meaningful. I could mm -hmm. tell it meant a lot to that person mm -hmm. or vice versa. Like what you said there, I don't think it came off the way you wanted it. Yeah. That's this is, <laughs> um, I know what you meant again. I'm assuming good intent, but it did not come across very good. Yeah. Yeah. So you might want to reach out to that person or whatnot. That's right. Um, keep yourself and each other accountable. Um, you have to have accountability, especially if you're going to be an organization that is results based. If you don't have accountability, you won't, you won't go anywhere. You won't hit your right. results and you'll just have to go back to being a company that measures success by being in your seat eight to five. But mm, again, such a waste of money. It, it doesn't unlock anyone's potential. It doesn't allow you to be a productive person, a productive team. So um, follow through, set clear outcomes, measure the progress. Document and share. This one's really important in that as you are working on something I remember we used to have uh, design reviews and we implemented them because you'd work, 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 you get the final product and then you present it and then there'd be critique and it's like, oh my gosh, you just crushed my soul. <laughs> you know? We're designers. <laughs> but just, that's just not designers. Wrapped in our pixels, okay? I mean, it could be a blog that yeah. you write. It could be anything that you present and you're so confident in it and people poke holes in it and you're like, I didn't like that. Uh -huh. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, totally. I would encourage you if you're listening to, if you're working on something, share works in progress uh, yeah. on a frequent basis, yeah, totally. document it, and then teach what you've learned. Uh, that's one of the best ways to learn is to teach um, or you don't even have to teach. You can just go say, Hey, I want to tell you the one thing I learned today. 
And then yep. someone would be like, oh, why is that important? Well, it's, the, it's for this reason. You immediately increased your learning and your ability to retrieve it later just by sharing it. We're doing that right now, by the way. Right, right. Um, when you meet, um, have the focus on in being in alignment with each other. Meetings are necessary. You're never going to get away with them. But always have a clear outcome walking in. Um, always have a clear um, direction on how you want to take the meeting. Yeah. And make sure that if there's any hint that you're walking out not being aligned, make sure you just keep everyone in the room. Don't take head nods. Make sure that you are aligned. Even if people disagree with you, you right. need to be aligned on the direction you're going. Um, experiment and explore. We've probably mentioned that, I don't know how many times on this podcast, just because it's yeah. part of, of what we do. Um, yes, plan, create plans, but then start small. All right, how are right. we going to, you know, what chunk are we going to start with first? Let's go explore, create some exper experiments, run them, and then figure out if you're right or wrong. If you're yeah. wrong, great, scrap it, move forward. And we really um, don't understand things until we yeah, see them. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, George mentioned this earlier and it's really, really good is build deeper relationships that takes work relationships, not by definition, but just inherently are not efficient. Yeah. It takes a lot of work, a lot of time spent, um, just because you're going, trying to just build camaraderie and you're trying to build, um, trust, just trust and just being known and seen by other people. So, That's right. And you can do that a lot of different ways. You can do that fun ways like, you know, have lunch together, go out, um, have drinks together, you know, something around food, something around the table, so to speak. Mm -hmm. What are those shared experiences that you can document so that three years from now, when you want to do a little bit of remembering, it's like, hey, remember when? That mm -hmm. was so fun. I mean, that yeah. again, it just builds those deeper relationships. I'm, and there, there'll be more, but those are, those are really core disciplines. And I think those are really accurate for like what Crema has tried to lean into. Um, so let's, let's wrap up with structures. We mentioned it before, but really starting out with direction and vision. That is, you have to have a good, clear direction and vision for your organization. And maybe even more specifically for your team or make one for yourself. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to go? Absolutely. I, I want to be this in life or in my family or in my community. Awesome. Okay. So name that, set yourself head in the right direction. Cause you, you are moving whether mm -hmm. you know it or not. Time mm -hmm. is still passing if time is real, but time is still passing. <laughs> and, um, and you, you have to make a decision back up to decision-making, which that's just a little hint. These things can cross over. Mm -hmm. Um, that now you need to know we're going in this direction. So that includes both your mission, your vision, and your values. What's guiding you towards the, the direction you're going? Resource and constraints um, are definitely a, a huge structural piece because, I mean, let's be honest, money's a real thing, right? Um, milestones and timelines are a real thing. Being clear is being kind. And so you have to understand what those are and what you have to work within. And then you can get really creative within that constraint. Mm -hmm. um, so these are not meant to be negative things. Although I'll be honest, when we first started talking about structures, I was like, oh, it's all the negative stuff. Mm -hmm. It's um, the things that are confining me. Yes. No one confines me. I am free. <laughs> uh, the reality is, is these are absolutely necessary to be free, to mm -hmm. do your best work. Um, teams. So obviously this podcast is almost completely about how teams do their best work. And so we, we believe teams ought to 
to work a certain way. They ought to have a culture that is valuing each other, their perspectives, which means they should be cross-discipline. If possible, you should work cross-discipline. If you can't work in cross-discipline teams, then you create cross-discipline um, communication across teams. Mm -hmm. um, clearly defined authority. So that goes back to decision-making. Who's allowed to make decisions? Who's not allowed to make decisions? Who, how are decisions made? Um, so just having that defined is really important. And then small but not siloed teams. Mm -hmm. So you don't want a team to be massive. Um, uh, Tyler was sharing the other day, this idea of like when you're pulling on a, you're having a tug of war. And the more, the more people you put on your team, actually the lazier each person becomes because they just don't have to work as hard because there's more people around. Right. And so the bigger your team gets, the kind of lazier they become and mm -hmm. the less creative they become. And instead, when you keep your team small and collaborative and communications happening very actively, you can do better work. Hmm. Um, collaborative tools. So we're tool nerds. We build tools. We use tools. We have a lot of tools in our lives. But we would say that make sure that your tools are there to serve the people. Mm -hmm. um, so make sure that the tools are picked, not because it's the end all be all or like the one tool to rule them all, but instead that they are tools that allow people to have access and information flows freely, that you have transparency, that you can truly collaborate without friction. Right. Um, and then knowledge and skill set. So how can you be working on really upping each person's game so that the current skill that they're in now, both as an individual, maybe as a team and as an organization is not necessarily the skill they're going to have two years from now. Mm -hmm. They're actually always constantly improving, but naming what that role is that they're in now, um, what you expect those skills to be, and maybe with their professional path is really, really important. Right. So Real quick, little, we'll workshop this, Ooh, you know. I like it, just, I like it. No, live. not a long workshop, Do it but live. just we're workshop. Do it live. So I'm going to give you, George, Oh boy. Uh, one of the challenges we talked about last week, and okay. I want you to do two things. I want you to probably describe which posture, discipline, and structure this team or company would have scored low in because mm -hmm. they have this challenge, and then give... A, we would recommend what you could do to up, you know, uptick it a little bit. Okay. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm ready. Ooh. Okay. Here we go. Not safe to try new ideas. Okay. So this team, I think you would, you would really want them. Let's, let's name it what it is. It's experimenting, exploring, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the discipline. So you're trying to address the discipline of experimentation and exploring. So that's the card. If you, if you thought of each of these buckets as being a card, you pull out, you go, okay, experiment, exploring. But what this one says is they're, they're not, it's, say it again, it's not safe to try, to try new ideas. New ideas. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think that's a lack of open-mindedness. Mm. So I think you, you would have um, maybe uh, from a posture perspective, you, you don't have an environment where there's an open-mindedness to, to new potentials. Um, mm -hmm. And, or maybe the card, you're not unlocking the potential, mm -hmm. right? So you're, you're, you pull that card and you say, why, why didn't we unlock the potential of this idea? Why aren't we giving ourselves space to explore a new idea? Mm -hmm. um, and then I think finally, that, that also could come with seek discomfort. It's like, it's uncomfortable exploring ideas that, that usually means going to uncharted waters. It's a little scary. 
Yep. Um, and so I think there's a bunch of uh, postures that could be applied to that one that I think they would kind of score. If it was a one to five, they might score a little lower on that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's kind of, I would say postures. Um, what else on the disciplines? The, the um, experiment explore for sure, not safe. So I want to come back to the safety, make decisions better, document and share. Let's see. Oh, well, I mean, under experiment and explore, it's literally define where it's safe to fail. Mm-hmm. So if you, there's a reason you don't feel safe. Why, do you, why are you afraid? Mm-hmm. So if fear is your posture, it, rather than um, seeking discomfort and unlocking potential and staying open-minded, if fear is the thing that's, that's pulling you back, then um, now we have to ask, well, what are you afraid of? Mm-hmm. If you're afraid of failing and the, the, the repercussions of failing, then you might have an issue with where the decision-making power is in play. Mm-hmm. So then you could go back up to de- making better decisions. You can go, well, I don't feel like I can explore this because I'm going to have to make a lot of decisions pretty quickly to experiment mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. And I know that every decision goes through my boss and their boss. And so that's going to take six months. And so I probably just won't do it because that's, I already know they're probably going to say no. And mm-hmm. I, it's just not a safe place to do that. Right. And then the structures that would be in place there are definitely how your team's set up. So you can collaborate to actually do that exploration. Is it a safe team to do that? Um, right. so team structure. Um, if you don't know the direction of your company, you may be afraid to say like, ah, I don't know if this is in line with where our company right. is going. Should I explore that? I, I don't, I don't know. Or maybe I don't know what my budget is. Um, so I'm afraid to go explore this or no idea because I don't, I think they probably never would open up a budget to do that. Right. So I don't know. That's just off the top. It's great. You did really good. Oh man, I was so nervous. <laughs> You put me on the spot and I liked it. <laughs> no, but it was a really good um, just exercise to go down and see that one, all three of, you know, aspects of the framework are connected, but so many of the principles, um, so like disciplines, I think you named two or three. So there's so much interconnectedness. And I think that's the beauty of why, you know, we're calling it a framework and yep. Yep. Um, that this framework really kind of... Um, bolsters and expresses a culture and culture is so nuanced mm-hmm. it's so nuanced it's so hard to put definition around it simply because of what we just saw here like all these disciplines interconnected with structures it's like it's all networked it's all like a spider web um so no that was really good okay can i throw really it back good. to you yeah do it okay i'm gonna put you, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna tweak the experiment just a little bit okay so i'm gonna give you i'm gonna actually name all four things i'm gonna tell you the condition Okay. And then I'm going to pick one of the principles from each and you have to kind of just live and use those principles as a way to, to discuss the topic. Okay. But you can't go to the other ones. So just imagine that you had three piles sitting in front of you mm-hmm. and you knew that the room was supposed to be talking about this one challenge and you decided to draw a card from each pile to kind of give you a different way to look at the challenge. Okay. So you're going to give me the, the cards? So the, yeah. The cards? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll pretend that you picked them up, but I handed right. them to you. Right. Okay. Well, let's go back to we've launched a product, but we never respond to feedback. We're only keep building new features. Okay. Okay. That's the problem you need to solve. We never re- solved, uh, respond to feedback. We only keep building new features. Okay. 
Um, the posture I want you to think about is seek discomfort. And I'm not even trying to like pick a reason why. I'm just kind of looking at. Uh, let's do document and share as the discipline. And then collaborative tools is the structure. Oh, that's too easy. Document and share and collaborative tools. No, 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 no. I got I to mix that up. Let's do direction and vision. So again, you've never responded to feedback because we're only building new features. You're using um, the seek discomfort, document and share, and direction and vision. Okay. And these are totally random. I didn't, I mean, I guess yep. I, I tweaked it a little bit because that last one is just a little too easy. But, right. uh, but other than that, I want to see where you take it. Hmm. This is like improv so, class. So I'm in a room working with individuals on this team. Yeah. So is that setting? The okay. assumption. Yeah, that's a good. That's good. So let's assume you've got your cross-discipline team here or your product team, whatever however that's set up for you. And you're struggling. The, the, the topic has been brought up. This is just ridiculous. We don't even listen to the feedback that we're mm-hmm. getting. Um, we just keep building new features that nobody wants. Um, or I don't know if they want it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we, what are we going to do about that? Right. Well, let, let's, let's draw some things up here mm-hmm. to help, to help us take the conversation in a, in a maybe a, a new direction or at least um, unlock our thinking right. for a second. Right. Well, this team, I think one, so the card I pulled is uh, seek discomfort. Well, if they're just continually building and they're never see- seeking feedback um, and they just keep building features, they, one, they're not going to be learning. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting though, I would also ask the question, do you feel, do you fear failure? Mm-hmm. Do you fear that you're moving in the wrong direction? And so it's like, nope, we're just going to build what we want. We're going to build what we want because we're too afraid that the customer is going to say, I don't want this. Ignorance um, is bliss. Exactly. Um, which honestly, uh, could tie to being humbly confident. Maybe we're too wrapped up in what we think and we're not, you know, humble enough to take feedback, but, yeah, yeah. um, also, if you aren't seeking discomfort and you aren't seeking feedback, at some point you reach a point of no return because you're not going to, if you build and build and build and build, changing is going to hurt so hmm. much more if there's too many features that have been built. And so, Fe- feature debt. Yep. yep. And so, let's start learning. Let's seek discomfort. Um, you said document and share. Tricky one. Okay. But but you could tie so, it back up. You could tie these yeah. together too. Yeah. So this one I would think, okay, I pull a card, document and share. One, we don't have much documentation at all. Mm. And if we're not soliciting feedback, the only documentation we have is our own thoughts. And so really now you're in a vacuum. You're not even you don't even have a sounding board. Your your sounding board is yourself. And so you're not able to oh, share works in progress too. Yeah, absolutely. It's like you're gonna get so much better feedback, you're going to be able to reduce technical debt. If you're, if you share works in progress and even invite your customers into that process. I mean, some SaaS products will have an open roadmap to where customers can just go there and put, I want this, I want this, I want this. Um, And then vote it, look for trends. Yeah, exactly. And so, and we know that by sharing what we've learned, sharing, we, we get smarter as a company we become better at what we do. So documenting and sharing um, will prevent all of these features that may not even be what the customers want. And then direction and vision. It's like, 
what did we go in business to do? We went in business to accomplish this purpose. How do we know if we're accomplishing this purpose for our customers if we're not soliciting their feedback, if we're not building it for them? I mean, yes, we have a greater purpose that we're all marching towards, but we won't get there if we aren't a profitable company, if we don't manage ourselves well, if we don't have a revenue model that actually makes sense, if we're building something that people don't even want. um, Why are we in business to do this? We need to start soliciting feedback from our customers now or else we won't even know if we're get, getting in the right direction. Ha! Yeah! Daniel Linhart. <laughs> I think we're on to something. <laughs> I think so. That was good. I'm going to use that assessing myself as a person. <laughs> How do I handle my father? <laughs> How am I doing as a dad? Well, am let's I, see. Am, am I, I open-minded? really open-minded as a dad? Not really. I want them right. to do exactly what I say. Do, do I, I value their perspectives? Yeah. No, they're do we children. explore things together? Not really. Um, do what I say. I'm a terrible yeah. father. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm Good. so... I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. This will be hard. Mm-hmm. And what I think, again, going back, like, like use the tool on the tool it will take people being okay to sit in the discomfort mm-hmm. to have these conversations. And you had one perspective that while you were talking, I was, I was eating up what you were saying, but in the back of my mind, I had even different ways to think mm-hmm. through using the exact same principles, mm-hmm. similar, but, but, but different. And it, it just, it gives you a, a vocabulary to say like, how can we unlock ourselves right now? Mm-hmm. We're obviously struggling. Right. This is obviously a problem. Someone's brought it up, mm-hmm. hopefully, because they have a safe environment to do so. Um, and, and what we want to give people is the tools or the, the, just something to unlock them to say, you know what, it, you don't have to stay in the messiness. It doesn't have to stay that way. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say this is going to fix it. So all the things you just mentioned, those were like, initiatives. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of work that has to now be carried out and checked in on and then feedback given and yep. alignment around it. Um, but it, it might um, unlock the way that you move forward. Mm-hmm. I want this for people. That was good. That's I mean, good. seriously, That's it's good really stuff. Good. Okay. Yeah. So there's more to be done. So, 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 you know, um, this is a work in progress. We're sharing with you a work in progress. This is um, very fresh that we've kind of um, narrowed it down to these particular t- statements. These statements might change. We might um, massage them a bit, wordsmith them a bit. Um, but we are pretty confident that we're headed in, in, a, in the right direction. Um, mm-hmm. And we're refining this. So We'd love your feedback. We'd love to know if this is resonating with you. If this is something that you think would be helpful to bring to your leadership or for you as a leader to take and uh, you know, practice with your team, we'd love to help guide you through that if we can you know, experiment with you on it. Um, we do believe that whether on purpose or on accident, I don't know. I think there was a lot of intentionality. Dan and I, this is what we're talking about is what our culture looks like at Kremlin. Mm-hmm. And I have- yep been told by so many people after I've gotten done with a talk or just in a conversation, that's, that's cool. That's not reality. Mm. This is what, this yeah, is like, this what is our con- yeah, a conversation at Crema would look like that. Yep. Now we, we maybe didn't have this exact vocabulary, but we had our little ways of saying the same things or intending the same things. And so we're really excited to take that and go, 
ah, oh, man, other people can experience the love that we have for coming to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I, I think we can maybe wrap there. I, I think, think it is a wrap. I can't wrap. I would love like if I just like beatboxed right now and wouldn't, no, it's not going to happen. Um, okay. So if you're listening to this, if this was exciting for you, if you're filled with as much like, um, what's the right word? Um, uh, an ad- um, ex- uh, anticipation. anticipation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little, Ooh, yeah. What if kind of mentality? Um, you should subscribe to this podcast cause we're going to keep talking about it. And honestly, we're the interviews that we're having with people right now, we're really trying to, we're not dr- drilling this into them, but we're trying to listen to where, where this happens organically anyways mm-hmm. and learn best practices. So a lot of this stuff is based off of some interviews we've had recently. We're like, oh, interesting. Seeking discomfort. I don't know that I would have called it that, but I love that language. And that's actually something we do, but we never mm-hmm. named it that. Mm-hmm. So um, you'll hear that and be unpacked as we go through some of our upcoming interviews and uh, some of the things that we're, we're talking about with other people as well. So subscribe. Mm. Last week I said you should open up your email and send the link to this to all of your contacts. Um, This time I really want you to take the link and I want you to open up your iPhone. I think there's a way, I wish I would have looked it up before the episode. There's a way to do send to all on your contacts and um, no context, just send them the link. Don't Mm -hmm. describe it. That's too much work. Yeah. Like just let them, let them, let them have the adventure of going, is this spam or not? (laughs) Don't give context. (laughs) No, you should probably, you should probably describe it and then, um, and then send it and say, this is the best podcast I've listened to recently. Literally changed my life. I'm a better father, (laughs) better friend, better employee because of Mm, it. mm -hmm. That might be a little bit much, but you get what I'm saying. Um, so share, share it around. Give us a review if you get a chance. Um, we love talking about what makes great culture. Um, we love good people doing great work. And um, if you want to learn more about Crema, check out crema.us or to learn more about the podcast, um, crema.us slash option five. And, um, you know, uh, learn more about what Crema is trying to do to use creativity, technology, and culture to help individuals and organizations thrive. Cheers. My name is Nate Olson. I'm the director of sales at Crema. I spend most of my time working with potential clients to solve their business challenges through technology and evaluating options they have moving forward as well as navigating their organizations. I mostly work with Crema leadership and operations teams to ensure that Crema keeps running smoothly. I enjoy working at Crema because of the variety of challenges people approach us with. It's always something new every day and keeps it really interesting for me personally. I also love my Crema family. They're so fun and smart to work with. Option 5 is a podcast by Crema, a digital product agency that creates web and mobile apps for disruptive companies and industry leaders. We believe that design, technology, and culture can help create a world where individuals and companies thrive. Learn more at crema.us. Thank you.